0: Please be seated. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 22nd chapter. Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread drew near, which is called the Passover. The chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to put him to death, for they feared the people. Then Satan entered Judas called Iscariot, who was of the number of the twelve. He went away and conferred with the chief priests. And officers, how he might betray him to them. And they were glad and agreed to give him money. So he consented and sought an opportunity to betray him to them in the absence of a crowd. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat it. They said to him, Where will you have us prepare it? And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup, after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man goes as it has been determined But woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to question one another, which of them it could be who was going to do this. A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. And he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them. And those in authority over them are called benefactors, but not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become as the youngest, and the leader as one who serves, for one who is greater, one who reclines at table, or one who serves. Is it not the one who reclines at table who is greater, but I am among you as the one who serves? You are those who have stayed with me in my trials, and I assign to you, as my father assigned to me, a kingdom. That you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Peter said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison. And to death. Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you deny him three times that you know me. And he said to them, when I sent you out with no money bag or knapsack or sandals, did you lack anything? They said nothing. He said to them, but now let the one who has a money bag take it and likewise a knapsack. Let the one who has no sword sell his cloak and buy a sword. For I tell you that this scripture must be fulfilled in me. And he was numbered with the transgressors. For what is written about me has its fulfillment. And they said, look, Lord, here are two swords. And he said to them, it is enough. And he came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he arose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you would not enter temptation. While Jesus was still speaking, there came a crowd, and the man called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He drew near to Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus said to him, Judas, would you betray the son of man with a kiss? And when those who were with, who were around him saw what would follow, they said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them indeed struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, no more of this. And he touched that ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests and officers of the temple and elders who had come out against him. Have you come out against as if you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you day after day in the temple, you didn't lay hands on me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. And so then they seized Jesus and led him away, bringing him to the high priest's house. And Peter was following at a distance. When they kindled a fire in the middle of a courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat down among them. A servant girl, seeing them as he sat in the light and looking closely at him, said, This man also was with him. But Peter denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know Jesus. And a little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. After an interval about an hour, still another insisted, saying, Certainly, this man also was with Jesus, for he too is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you're talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter, and Peter remembered The saying of the Lord, how he had said to him before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. Now the men who were holding Jesus in custody were mocking him as they beat him. They also blindfolded him and kept asking him, prophesy, who is it that struck you? And they said many other things against him and blasphemed him. When day came, the assembly of the elders of the people gathered together, both chief priests and scribes, and they led him away to their council, and they said, if you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, if I tell you, you won't believe, and if I ask you, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God, So they all said, are you the son of God then? And he said to them, you say that I am. Then they said, what further testimony do we need? We have heard it ourselves from his own lips. Please rise. Please be seated. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, chapter 23. Then the whole company of them arose and brought Jesus before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man misleading our nation and forbidding us to give tribute to Caesar, and saying that he himself is king, a Christ. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered him, You've said so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no guilt in this man. But they were urgent, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he heard that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him over to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad. For he had long desired to see him, because he had heard about him, and he was hoping to see some sign done by him. So Herod questioned him at length, but he made no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him, and Herod with his soldiers treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then arraying him in splendid clothing, he sent him back to Pilate. And Herod and Pilate became friends with one another that very day, for before this they had been at enmity with each other. Pilate then called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people, and he said to them, you brought me this man as one who was misleading the people. After examining him before you, behold, I did not find this man guilty of anything, any of your charges. Neither did Herod, for he sent him back to us. Look. Nothing deserving death has been done by this man. I will therefore punish him and then release him. But they all cried out together, Away with this man. Release to us Barabbas, a man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection, started in the city, and for murder. Pilate addressed them once more, desiring to release Jesus, but they kept shouting, Crucify! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, why, what evil has this man done? I found in him no guilt deserving death. I'll therefore punish him and release him. But they were urgent, demanding with loud cries that he should be crucified. And their voices prevailed. So Pilate decided that their demand should be granted. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder. His name was Barabbas, for whom they asked but he delivered Jesus over to their will. As they led him away, they seized one Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, and laid on him the cross to carry it behind Jesus. And there followed him a great multitude of people and of women who were mourning and lamenting for him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, don't weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren, and wombs that never bore, and breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to hills, cover us. For if they do these things when wood is green, what will happen when wood is dry? Two others, who were criminals, were led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place called the Skull, or Golgotha, there they crucified him, And the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. And the people stood by watching. But the ruler scoffed at him and said, He saved others. Let him save himself. If he is the Christ, the Son of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine. And said, if you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him that read, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him and said, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and save us. But the other criminal rebuked him and said, do you not fear God? Since you are under the same sentence of condemnation and we indeed justly, For we are receiving our due reward for our deeds. But this man, Jesus, has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now the sixth hour and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth. While the sun's light failed, the curtain of the temple was torn in two. And then Jesus called out in a loud voice and said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Now when the centurion saw what took place, he praised God and said, Certainly this man was innocent. And all the crowds who had assembled for the spectacle, when they saw that he had taken, what had taken place, they returned home beating their breasts. And all his acquaintances and the women who'd followed him from Galilee stood at a distance and watched. Now there was a man named Joseph from a Jewish town called Arimathea. He was a member of the council. He was a good and righteous man. He had not consented to their decision and action. And he was looking for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. He took it down and wrapped it in linen and laid him in a tomb cut in stone where no one had been laid yet. It was the day of preparation. The Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandment. This is the gospel of the Lord. All right. Who's ready for a 30-minute barnstormer? <laughs> you no? Know? Okay. Well, today's Confirmation Day. It's also Palm Sunday. It's also Passion Sunday. It's just how it goes. The meaning liturgically of this day is the overwhelming joy of the palm procession where we all say Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And we all process in. And then we switch to Passion Sunday, where we begin Holy Week. We even veil the crucifix until the altar is stripped on Maundy Thursday. And then on Maundy Thursday, we take off the veil and focus on Christ on the cross. And so today is pomp, circumstance, celebration. Jesus entering into Jerusalem, people waving palm branches, shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. However, it quickly changes to mockery. It changes to desertion of Christ. Even Peter, who loved Jesus so, denies Jesus Three times, just like Jesus said he would. It's just how it goes. Crowds desert Jesus. Jesus says, Some seed, which is God's word, he says it will land on hardened ground that's been stepped on by a lot of people and it will never take root. He says, Some seed, which is God's word, will be cast onto rocky ground and it won't take root, or it will for a little bit and get choked up. Jesus says, some seed, which is God's word, will be cast on thorny ground, and it will plant just fine. But when it grows up, the thorns surrounding it, what Jesus calls the worries of this world, and unbelieving people will choke out those young plants. But finally, Jesus says some seed will land on good, fertile ground. It will continue to hear God's word. It will receive baptism. It will remember baptism daily. But, oh, can it still be lost? And so here we are today. It's Confirmation Sunday. Confirmands. Nico, Ryan, Ryan, all the way over there. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you today, as he does all Christians, like your parents, your siblings, your larger family, your friends, but definitely your church family. He's calling you, he's calling you both, to personally answer one question. That's very, very much so Palm to Passion Sunday themed. Nico, Ryan, are you willing to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus? Even though it's hard, even though the world thinks it's stupid, though the world thinks you're wasting your time, Do you want to follow Jesus past the celebration of Palm Sunday and confirmation? Past the exciting gift-filled gates? All the way through suffering, through lies about you, through hatred towards you, to mockery, maybe even to death. And that's what I'll ask you today, Nico and Ryan. I'm literally going to ask you to vow before Jesus and all of these good people if you are willing to vow to stay in your baptismal faith to death. And so, please, in the next few minutes, think about it, turn it over, and ask yourself is this what I want to do? Because it will be harder for you on the last day if you make this vow and fall away from God's word, than to just say no. If you can tell there's a large crowd here, in part they're here for you, in large part they're here for Jesus, this crowd for Palm Sunday won't be here on Monday, Thursday and Good Friday. It's just how crowds work. Crowds leave Jesus behind, and they go out to dinner or scroll on their iPads, just like crowds that deserted Jesus. Only few and faithful remain. But never forget, Nico and Ryan, that you can say yes in a few minutes. You can say yes to this vow. You can follow Jesus And you can follow him to a life that, while it's difficult, is mysterious and wonderful. And so, Lord Jesus, let Nico and Ryan hear this word with an honest and good heart and hold on to it for life. And by enduring, produce good fruit. Amen.